Welcome to the Clary Podcast, a division of Aaron Clary, LLC, brought to you by AssholeConsulting.com, Aaron Clary, Chairman and CEO. Your host, Captain Capitalism himself, the world's only professional asshole, Aaron Clary. You know, you have not issues. What is it? You know, life is pretty easy. Life is pretty easy when you get excited when there's a hurdle or a difficulty or what would normally be a, a monkey in the wrench thrown into your life i uh it's nice it's finally slow you know it's may and minnesotans being stupid sheeple that they are it's like you just like the seasons i like the seasons they have good public schools that's why this happened to many of my friends that's why even though we moved to a nice place like phoenix or Dallas, where there's no state income tax, and it's warm, and it's nice. We're going to move back to Minnesota because I grew up there and had fond memories as a suburbanite princess, and mommy and daddy still live there, and I want my child to go to good schools. Husband, drop everything you're doing. No, I don't care if you have a good time at the Cigar Lounge and the Scotch Festival in Dallas. I don't care if you make six figures. We have to go back to Minnesota because of the seasons. And I want to see my parents. I want to spend time with the family. And and I want to live in this area of a good school district. But you're going to work clear the fuck over on the other side of the metro. And you'll obey because you're this beta boy, beta bucks, alpha fucks conformist little pussy man and 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 that's what i want honey so that's why minnesota even has a population (laughs) because frankly if it wasn't for nordic pussy no man would live here none none and the nordic pussy ain't even that good man we already got crashed so early so early in the podcast Anyway, getting back to the <clears throat> the girlfriend, the GF, she's got this little little sports car for summer. Now, a, a sports car is a is a bit too much of a word. It, she's got a cute summer car, let's just say. And of course, like uh, the moped, unlike all the other stuff, us guys, uh, I got to get it going. It's a nice day. First real nice day uh, that hopefully will be of a consistent day because it was snowing 48 hours ago in May. And so I'm like, okay, time to fire this thing up. Because I don't mind being driven around in it either myself. I'll admit that. And I thought I had it going. I had all the vehicles ready to go. Pulled them all out of storage. And this time the, the, the little vehicle needs tires. And so, of course, you know, because I don't do dishes. Men never do any housework, of course. that's We just sit here and jerk off to porn all day. She does, just say, I'm kidding. She never. She knows exactly what I do and she's very appreciative of it. Uh, but this is for you commoners, you plebes, you normies out there. Uh, but I say, okay, I'm going to go get some tires because it makes sense. She has the real job. She's the adult of the relationship. I might as well be the house husband and clean up the place. It only makes sense. And notice, ladies, I don't bitch about it. I don't read the male mystique. So I'm like, okay, I'll go get tires. It can't. Does it turn over? I'm like, huh. 
And I, I'm like, well, okay, that kind of threw a little wrench in my plans for the day. You know what? I'm going to go to the coffee shop, get my internet stuff done, and then I'll, I'll, I'll figure out what to do. And then as I'm going to the coffee shop, I don't know why I'm happy. Normally, if a dead, ba- dead battery would make most people unhappy. Dead battery would make someone pissed off or because you guys are rushed, because you guys have jobs, um, because you got to be somewhere, you got to commute. Dead battery would throw people off. And I don't know why I'm, and, and then I get back and all of a sudden I realize it's a nice sunny day and I get to work on the car. I got such a pampered, spoiled, indoor, luxurious life. Uh, in terms of what I do for a living, that I was actually excited I get to work on the car. I was looking for, oh, maybe, you know, standard transmission. I get to push start it. What is the strategy by which, oh, it's too far away from the house, too far away from an outlet. I can't run a, a bunch of extension cords out that far. Oh, I'm going to have to push start it. Man, remember those good old fun times back in college when you'd push start the car because your alternator went off? You'd park your car at the top of a hill so you'd always push start. You girls don't you don't have to worry about this because daddy always bails you out like Mike Baxter. Look up the latest article I wrote on CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com why last, where last man standing fails conservatism. But I'm like, I, get, I got a challenge. I got point and purpose and agency in life. I got a reason now. I had not just, literally, the biggest thing I had to do today was get tires and then write the book description for my new essay coming out. That was that was that now admittedly I did do a lot of work <clears throat> this past two months, month and a half, banging out this book. Uh I, I was stuck indoors, it was cloudy and moody and rainy. I felt like I was in Seattle. I felt like Kurt Cobain. I should have killed myself. But I'm better than him. I'm much more talented. And my audience, the people that consume my literary and artistic works, are much more intelligent, higher caliber than you sheep, you morons that consume Kurt Cocaine's crap. So I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to live. And then uh, then I get to be outdoors and now I get to wrench. Oh, would that be wonderful. I, I, I As I start to look forward into the last third of my life, ah, what do I want to do? Okay, I finally, I finally laid down the right foundation. I didn't invest in employers. I didn't believe any of these cocksucking baby boomer gray-haired fucks. Finally figured out that racket they were running. Got my own thing going now, and there's there's a chance. There's an outside chance. Let me tell you about Cappy's dream. I'm going to tell you about Cappy's dreams. These are my dreams. Dream number one, and I didn't realize this until I started working on motorcycles. I, I would love nothing more than to have a garage and have the skill to, like, weld, fabricate, all this other stuff. I'd have to take lessons from Atham, but I would love nothing more than to restore old cars because a book and a car is the exact same thing. Huh? It's true. The, look, you all know, I've probably mentioned it before, but I'm going to mention it again. You all know the guy who's a great mechanic and he's restoring his car. A lot of ladies are rolling their eyes now because they know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, the old man's got this car that he's been working on for 10, 12 years. He's never going to get it done. He's never going to get it done. Just like all these wannabe authors, they got these books. Everyone wants to write a book, but they're never going to get it done. They're working on it faster than the speed of love. But you see, since I have the discipline and the tenacity, the stick-to-itiveness, whatever the word is, I can bang out a book in a month and a half if I had the gear and the equipment and the skill. That's the hard part. I could go ahead and rebuild a class. I bet you I could bang out, depending on the state of disrepair, I bet you I could bang out four classic cars a year if I wanted to. 
And then the real issue is, do I keep them or drive them around? Do I sell them? Do I be like Jay Leno and have a collection of them? But just to take uh, something that was old and beautiful and classic in America and then rebuild it. I might even you know, put in new technology. I know you purists. I'm the original. Shut up. This is for me, you idiots. I, I could put in, you know, like a, a new stereo system. Oh, I could just, oh, it'd be wonderful. It'd be beautiful. And then have like these nice classic cars I could drive. That's one thing. Dream number two, when I get out to South Dakota, I'm going to start a distillery. And I'm going to I'm gonna create a scotch. And then some, again, one of these anal retentive motherfuckers, I was telling this guy my dream, he's like, you can't call it scotch because it's not in Scotland. It's not bourbon because it's not in Kentucky. It's not Bordeaux because it's not in France. You can all suck my dick communally and globally. You fucking... Those are the people I could do without... I mean, honestly, we kill all the anal retentive people. You're, you're, they're, theirs. You fuckers into the pit of pain of fire and hell. Bubba. Whatever, I, I will call it Glenn Clary. It is Glenn Morangi, Glenn Levitt, Glenn whatever, Glenn Fittick. Yeah, Glenn Clary, there we go. It won't be called Scotch. I won't, it's not made in Scotland. It's not made in Scotland. You can't call it Scotch. You have to call it single malt barrel whiskey. You people. Honest to God, who are those people? Who are these ones that, like, what, who wants to be, talk about Buzz Killington at a party? Just what the fuck is, you know, who are you? What drives you in life? Fine. It'll, it won't be called Scotch. It'll be called Glen Clary. And it'll sit right next to the Scotch, and none of the fuckers of the world will know the difference because it'll be really good Scotch. Because I did, I, I wanted, I, there's this distillery for sale on Amazon, like a, like a hobby distillery. I'm like, ooh, new hobby. I could go ahead and do that because I'm, I'm going to get back into making copper ingots. going to get my foundry working again, start melting, uh, um, you know, uh, semi-precious metal, scrap metal, make ingots out of them because you can uh, but then this thing, I'm like, yeah, a little hobby, that'd be something to do. And you're talking, and what's sad is it wasn't, it wasn't like a wife or a nagging middle-aged frumpy old woman saying it with hairy, hairy armpits. It was a guy. It's like, who the fuck are you? Get the fuck, go, go, go get a job at the women's studies department at the UAM. Go hang out with your kind. Go hang out with the miserable people. Don't, don't hang out here with the dreamers and the doers. And the hustlers and the movers and the shakers. Go sit with the parasites and the whiners and the complainers and the miserables. And while you're at it, why don't you take a lesson from Kirk Cocaine and go off yourself. And then the, the last, my other dream. And I'm, I, I, here's the thing. See, now I'm not going to give you. I'm going to tell you kind of what the, what the product is. And you guys could go ahead and run with it. Because this is a very risky business proposition, and I'm, I'm not going to do it. This would only be if I had billions of dollars, I would run this, this type of bar at, at a loss. But for the longest time, because go you go to the bar, even my favorite bars, there's still got to be a goddamn television on. With these fucking morons on ESPN or SportsCenter, and you, don't, you can't even hear them. You can't hear them because they're just talking. 
But you just, it is painful and takes away from the experience of drinking and conversation going to a bar. Because it's there. They got a bunch of big screen televisions. The fucking has-been washed-up, never-were athletes doing some kind of fucking analysis like they do on CNBC. Like, oh, we're, we're going to apply science to to the financial markets, even though it's it's a constantly changing and dynamic system and no amount of mathematics will ever... It's There's no formula or algorithm. We're just going to apply and analyze it like science. You know how they do it on the Sunday morning uh, political talk shows? See, we're going to do the same thing with science, but we're going to apply it to sports. At least politics and finance, there's like some kind of ramification for the rest of society. But sports, oh my God, fuck all. So it is, it is not a thorn in my side. I'm trying to explain. These, these televisions, these constantly we have to run sports uh, and multiple channels. Oh, there's soccer, there's hockey, there's baseball, there's basketball, there, there's sports analysis here. It's, it's not like having a, a thorn in your side. It's, it's a little bit more than that. It really is like having someone take a nail and drive it through your foot like you're Jesus Christ. It really takes that much away from the bar. So, I came up with this idea. And it, it, it was polished off with the Kingsman. The Kingsman, the movie. Because uh, I, I knew I wanted like just kind of a quiet... Like, I would get rid of the screens. But then when I saw the Kingsman and um, the, the hero, he walks in and it's all quiet and reserved. And they're pouring the scotch like at the, at the table... You know where they have the 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 round uh, the round table of the of the knights with Michael Caine playing the one time bad guy, uh, and then he dies. Uh, but that I was like, wait a minute, that's it, that's it. It it be like a cigar lounge, but you could smoke if you wanted to. But I would have a quiet bar. It would be the library bar, and you would walk in. You, there would be a dress code. There would be no televisions. There would be bookshelves. It would be very British. Red felt, red velvet, red felt. I think felt is the correct term. Walls, no windows, mahogany trim, burgundy other color, very comfy leather chairs. And if you want to talk, there would be 100% soundproofed rooms that you could have normal conversation in. But if you were in the uh, narthex or the atrium or the main part, you would have to keep it at a library tone And you could come there to read. At them, you could smoke your pipe. You'd be allowed to bring in your pipe. It would be encouraged. Smoke your cigars. And you can read. You can type. Kind of like a coffee store, except for uh, heterosexual people. <laughs> except for men with their balls. For people who don't use Apple. And you would just sit and you would you would enjoy the, the pursuit of wisdom. The pursuit of intellectual stimulation. Either through the consumption of books, audiobooks, smoking a pipe, philosophy. And you would be drinking scotch. Oh, I'm sorry, Glenn Clary. Because I can't call it scotch because it wasn't made in Scotland, you fucks. But that would be it. And you would just, and then, and then if you want to have a conversation, there'd be private rooms you could have, or you'd have a, a minor, kind of like you're in the library kind of conversation. Say, uh, Jim, did you, did you read, uh, 
this podcast on stoicism by Rush it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. You might want to tune. Okay, thanks. And you go back to nursing your your Glenn Clary. Take a nice little puff on the pipe. Contemplate what you just read. No fucking chatty teenage girls on their cell phones. No uh, no loud uh, television with sportsmic analyst dickhead. Well, you see that the Vikings got to score more points to win more games, and if they would stop missing field goals, then they might make it to the zoo. Well, Jim, you know, we got to go. None of that. And no visual distraction with a bunch of tall, skinny people dribbling the orange sphere from one end to the other, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. About as exciting as ping pong. Oh, look, he slammed the ball. Oh, with great force, he put the orange sphere through the red ring. Oh, man. Boy, none of that. None of that. The human brain would not be delayed or distracted from its pursuit of wisdom and intellectual stimulation. From scintillating conversation, it would not be delayed at all. I don't think one girl... Well, okay, I take it back. There would be... Some of you gals are actually cool enough. You would show up into this. I think a lot of you girls would like that. In my audience, anyway. But there would not be... There'd be no Tina... And Amy from USC. Oh my God, we live in Tempe. And we're majoring in sociology. And our dad bought us a Volvo. Oh, look at this. <laughs> None of that shit. None of it. There'd be no dude bros with their hats on cheering on when the wild hit the c- cylinder into the net. Oh, how'd that go, by the way? Did they let you down? Did, the, did a Minnesota sports franchise give you Minnesotans the blue balls just like the women do all the time? Do you guys not get it? They're employed by the same employer with the same mission statement. Professional sports teams in Minnesota and women in Minnesota are all programmed to give everybody blue balls. Did you not pick that up yet? So you dude bros are not allowed in. Oh yeah, he's winking! Fucking morons. What's that game you all play in the bars? It's in every bar, and now because of the internet, it's linked up. And you, you, you caveman cerebral fucks. I've seen it. They actually try to impress these girls. They take it so fucking seriously. It's, um, is it Buckshot or Deer Hunter? It's one of those things where there's a gun and you go and you shoot different wild game. Big hunt, big game. And you can have different scores and they take themselves so seriously. They got this plastic gun. And oh man, they're so serious. Oh, they're going to get that gun. It's like you haven't shot a real gun in your life except for that plastic little thing, haven't you? Yeah, that's, that. there's no video games in the quiet bar, in Clary's quiet bar. It's going to be an establishment for true gentlemen, true kingsmen, and queens ladies. Classy people. You're allowed to come in. There's a there's a dress code. You sit. You can wear whatever's comfy, but you got to be dressed up a little bit. Women are allowed to come in. All right. Even, even you know, here's another. Okay. All right. Let me give you another thing. I saw the getaway with some movie with uh, Morgan Freeman and Michael Caine as well. Not Carl Reiner. It was an old, and uh, they had the actor, if you guys saw John Wick 2, the weapons supplier, ah, Mr. Wick. He was in that movie as well. I'm like, where have I seen that guy's face? Very interesting looking face. So for those of you that saw John Wick 2, the guy that he goes in to get the weapons, and he's like, something precise, but discreet. 
Ah, precise but discreet. That guy, almost like an undertaker like a fellow, that would be the guy who would be serving you the drinks. He'd be very quiet, very polished, very refined, would know every high, he would know how to make a Manhattan, he would know how to make a martini. Ah, Mr. Cleary, welcome back. And it'd be, it'd be like that. It'd be like the syndicate, or what do they call it? Continental property. No, no fighting, no business is conducted on continental property. There'd be an element of the John Wick 2 thing going on. And I'd have these bars established in different areas. Now, here's, here's where I'm not going to let you in on the little old captain entrepreneur. See, any, at any time, one of you rich guys want to go in and start making bars like this, please do. Because I don't have the money or the time. And I would love to. I just, I just want to enjoy it. But I got a better idea. See, uh, you guys got to come up. You're going to take my idea and run with it. That's fine. That's fine. You go ahead. I'll, I'll give you this. You're just playing into my plan. It's where you put them, and that's where the old captain has a really genius idea. That's where the old captain's got an idea, but there's a problem. There's, there's, a, there's a logistical issue I got to work over, but man, would it be cool. And again, I'd probably need a billion dollars and operate at a loss. It'd basically be my private club. But these are my three dreams. That's why. So I'd pull up in my classic car. Uh, I'd, I'd have, uh, in the car, a, a whole thing of, of Clary, uh, or Glenn Clary. I'd stock this quiet bar with it. Uh, and then I'd just sit there and we'd have books. We'd have lots of good books, great books you could read, but then there'd also be audio books, excellent Wi-Fi, outstanding Wi-Fi, and a big-ass bouncer, big-ass bouncer with guns, lots of guns. No one is allowed into, no, no, private only, by invite only. No, you must be a better quality caliber of human to enter this bar. And don't worry if you're a regular normal sheep horking down your wings wearing another man's jersey because you're a closet homosexual, you would not want to be in this bar. You would feel out of place. You would feel like the genuine retard that you are. Oh, I made state wrestling. And that's your pinnacle achievement. Yeah, that's a, I, I actually have some friends who make stand. But then they went on to do something else in their lives. But if that's your pinnacle achievement, like if your pinnacle achievement was something you did in high school, you will not feel welcome in this bar. If you were, I was going to say soap queen, but that's from Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Um, prom queen, and that's your achievement. If you were in marching band and that was your achievement. If, you're, if your sole achievement is that you got a master's degree but didn't fucking do anything with it, you will not be allowed or want to be in this bar. It is for the top notch, the elite. And I don't mean financially. I mean intellectually. Holy shit. Could you... Okay, hang on. Let me think this through. Let me think. Now, listen to this. Listen to it. Okay, so we get this bar, right? We get this bar. I wish I could tell you the location because then you'd be like, oh... And then we'd have you all lined up. But imagine if we had kind of like a meetup. But in this bar, we would have the fun. We'd have me, of course, naturally, because there's no party without me. When we get Glorious Carl, we get Chris Beckloff, we get O'Shea Jackson, we get Rolo Tomasi, we get the great Matt Baldoni, we get, oh, I'm just trying to think who else would be, you just get these intellectual titans 
to come in. And we're all sitting there, all fucking uh, a Kingsman-like, with our red velvet smoking jackets, huh? Silk, silk. We have our smoking jackets and our ascots. We get Kareem and Anas over there. They'd supply us with the fezes. They're over in Morocco. And we just sit there like, fuck yeah. Look at us, dudes. We don't even have to do this. This is great. We just sit. We just sit and take ourselves and like, look at how fucking awesome this is. We don't have to lift a finger to be fucking awesome. And we're all just sitting there smoking our pipes, smoking our cigars, nursing our scotches, reading books, taking it easy, enjoying the science. Then, ah, I have a philosophy. Ah, let's go into the philosophy chamber. We sit there. Ah! And we give each other, you know, elitist names, even though we're not. We give you, ah, Thaddeus, Chaz, Chip, Filbertson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then these cocksuckers, these actual Harvard graduates, you think they'd be allowed in? Well, I have a Harvard MBA. Oh, good for you. There's, there's a fucking McDonald's. Go fucking manage that dipshit. I work for Goldman Sachs. Yeah, well, you're, get your ass back to the East Coast. You're not allowed in here. No one would get it. See, that's the thing. No one would understand it would take genuine intelligence, original thought, original philosophy. Even Stephen Molyneux might, might show up and have a cocktail. He might say, and then we, you know what we would do? What we would do? I would so, oh, this would be great. Stephen Molyneux would come up, and I'd instruct the bar, the, the bouncer, saying, when Molyneux shows up, okay, we'll have, we'll have a, a, a silk robe all ready for him, but don't tell him that. I, I would go out, i say, I, we get them all on camera, we all go, i go out and greet him. And I'd say, oh, uh, yes, uh, hello, Stefan. Nice to see you here. Uh, I'm sorry, but you know, you you have to do the right thing. In in order for you to be here, you you have to do the right thing and and donate. Don't don't do that because you know it's theft, and you have. And then he'd like actually maybe feel guilty and start to reach for your wallet. Ah, just fucking with your stuff and get your fucking parasitic ass in here. <laughs> Terrence Pop would be in there. Fucking, could you imagine Terrence Pop drunk? I mean, not drunk like he is. He's a little tipsy when maybe he does his video. But like hammered. We actually get him some Glen Clary. Oh, fuck. Would that be a grand old party? Holy shit. Would that be great? On all the fucking Ivy League pretty boys who suck in their daddy's dick over at the Carlisle Group or Cargill or other corporations that start with C. Say, why don't we let in? Ah, go suck another Kennedy's dick, you little faggot. Oh, that'd be the dream. That's not a bad dream. Not a bad dream at all, I'd say. Working on, you know, classic cars, making my own scotch, and having a really fucking cool, quiet library bar. That's, boy, that's nothing, nothing. I don't know what beats that. Don't know what beats that. So now I gotta go, I get to look forward to actually charging the car. I don't know how I'm gonna do it. I was thinking, yeah, I could push it, I could get it within range of the extension cord. I really want to do the push starting thing, but the problem is with the push starter, you get it to the bottom of the hill, you got to put it back up to the hill if you don't get it to work that one time. That's why I'm kind of like, what I really ought to do is test the battery. That's what I really ought to do because it's probably an old battery. And the reason I don't want to move that bit because I looked at it, I'm like, oh crap, this is going to take a long time to remove this battery. You fucking engineers. You goddamn mechanic. Can't you just make a car where everything fits in like a goddamn Lego? Just make a car where, like, I used to have this 1990 Chevy Caprice Classic. Great car. You, you open up the hood, you could pretty much just lift and place everything out. It was very obvious how to get things out. I'm looking at this car where the battery is. I'm like, what the hell? How 
supposed to access this? Gotta like bend the frame to get this thing. It's not intuitive. You can't just look it up like, oh yeah, I gotta do this. Same thing with some of the motorcycles I've worked on, especially my crotch rocket. I'm like, look, I know you gotta make it look fast, but God almighty, could you not engineer it a little bit more mechanic friendly? All right, let's do some sponsors. All right, the Clary Podcast is brought to you in part by... Uh, Praxy. Do you have the Praxy app? No? Well, then you're a loser. Actually, I aren't a loser. It's brand new. Uh, go to whatever you download the apps on your phone and look for Praxy, P-R-A-X-E-Y. What it allows you to do is it allows you to, in my particular situation, allows you to contact the captain for emergency asshole consulting consultations. Uh, but if you happen to be a tradesman, an entrepreneur, or somebody that could use a 1-900 number, but... Instead of phone, it's FaceTime. It's like it allows you to talk to someone over the phone with the video app or camera on your phone as well. Uh, you might want to think about installing it and then offering your services. So it was originally intended as a means to uh, uh, you know, have a, a plumber troubleshoot a plumbing problem or a computer guy troubleshoot a, tru- uh, a, a computer problem. Uh, you set your own fees and rates. And then people call you if you if you have a que- if they got a question and you can troubleshoot it remotely. So you don't have to drive out there. People pay you. And then of course, like everything intended that was great that was created, its actual application has turned out to be something completely different. So now the the poor CEO, he had no idea what he was doing. Hey, I like your show and that I wanna I wanna kinda roll it out with you. And and then uh, it's originally intended for good things, but now it's emergency asshole consulting. And Lord knows that if you're a cute hot chick, you can use it for porn. Honest to God, that's where this is going to go. I, I don't know. Anyway, take a look at the app. If you are a little bit of a hustler like Matt Forney, uh, which is in the good and not the in the non-pejorative sense, download the Praxy app on your phone, offer your services, or see who is offering their services out there that might save you a little bit of time or trouble. P-R-A-X-E-Y. The Real Mark Baxter. Go to realmarkbaxter.com. Check out his site and check out his podcast. One of these days, the old captain will be on it. So if you're looking for a different podcast to tune into, you don't want to listen to the captain no more, go to realmarkbaxter.com. By the same note, go to Entrepreneurs in Cars. Visit our good friend Rich. He has a YouTube channel called Entrepreneurs in Cars. Middle-aged man such as myself, dispensing wisdom to you young kids. But he's a Canadian, so at the exchange rate, his his advice is only worth about 80% of an American's ad- I'm kidding. Anyway, Entrepreneurs in Cars, you can find him there. Have you bought your nose hairs trimmers? No! Have you bought your distill or distillery, your, your hobby still that is only legal in certain states? No! Have you bought anything online that you're supposed to? No! Well, get in the good habit and use the Captain's Amazon affiliate program. Go to CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com. Click on the Amazon banner and do all your Amazon shopping that way because the old captain gets a 6 to 7% commission. You don't pay any more. And that way I'm not running around with a cup in my hand. Donate to my Patreon. Donate to my Patreon. That was, that was <clears throat> doomed from the get-go because you knew that that, that was just going to be, hey... Digital cup in hand. Go sit on corner off of highway. Now beg digitally. And then they take this, it's a 10% cut. I don't know why Patreon ever became a thing. 
You can you can do the exact same thing with PayPal and only is like 2.75% commission. For them, I mean. I I don't think I ever set up a Patreon. Because I was like, I don't want to... Why would I give 10% to these people when I could get 2.75% of a commission on PayPal? You could donate money to me, but I don't do that. I, I don't plug that. I, we don't do the Stefan Molyneux show here. Go buy your crap online through my Amazon affiliate program that you were going to buy anyway. There, that's what keeps that there. Advertising, traditional media advertising business model. So just get into the good habit by going to the Amazon affiliate program there. You can get my books, Reconnaissance Man, Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty, Batch of Pad Economics, Worthless, Enjoy the Decline, Curse of the High IQ. There's two of the best of the blog books out there. Captain Capitalism Top Shelf and Captain Capitalism Reserved. Uh, if you want, you can go ahead and get those because my blog writing is actually really good. The, the ones that I put the effort into, not just linking. Or, hey, here's some crap for you kids. Here's some meat for you lions to gnaw and get the hell off my ass. But if you want to read the best. And then what I think is probably the one of the cuter publications I've done is Captain's Quarterly where we had that model, Cindy Moran. Uh, look her up, cindymoran.net. And uh, she did a centerfold for every uh, for every post that I had. So I think there's 19 posts. And I just did a quarterly. I just took the best post from a best post from a quarter, and interspersed 19. There's 19 posts in that quarter. I interspersed a picture of this babe, just this very cute, conservative, by the way, entrepreneurial hustler, and she's getting her degree in computer engineering, I believe. So this is, you want to talk about one of those rare gals, guys. That's this gal. Cute as a bun. Just cute. And then dressed up all nice. Well, you could get that Captain's Quarterly. Look that up on Amazon.com. All my books are available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook, except for The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. That is not available in audiobook yet. And then we have my new book. It's really an essay. I'm going to call it an essay. My new essay calling uh, coming out called Poor Richard's Retirement. All right? I, I, I... Oh, I can't. I, all the books I write are, I'm not joking, important. They will save lives. This one will make retirement within reach for everyone. Unless you're mentally impaired, uh, then, then it won't help you. But this is, this, is, this is a book that could revolutionize retirement if it gets out there. And I'm not saying that as a sales pitch for like Tony Robbins. I mean, really, if people started following this, a lot of financial problems would go away. So everyone, oh, we don't have enough money. Remember that article that came out like no one has more than 2000 bucks in their savings account? That solves that problem. Oh, but we don't want our problems solved. We just want the government to give us more money so we can keep bailing ourselves out. Yay, no responsibility. And that's truly the drug that humans are addicted to is a lack of consequence. or responsibility. But that's coming out relatively soon. We got it off to the editors. We got it off to the ladies because, once again, ladies make superior editors to men. Men will always read the books for the content. Yeah, that's good enough. And then you ship it off, and there's like a billion typos. This is why men always do poor in English, even though we are fully fluent in the language. And the English teachers mark our chair down because, oh, that's a, it's a dangling participle. Oh, the, the, the subject doesn't match the predicate. You used an adverb and not an adjective. You're going to hell. F minus, minus, minus. I have a degree in English. I'm important. I'm an English teacher. The most worthless fucks of them all. Uh, so, 
I do ship it off to the girls because girls are much better at catching grammar errors and mistakes. <laughs> Which every married man knows. Hey, hey, zing. <laughs> it's true. They're better. I gave it to a girl. She's like, what the hell, Clary? How'd you miss it? Did you even send it through spell check? I'm like, I did send it. What? I sent it through three guys. What the hell? And I'm like, holy cow, did these guys all miss these? So now I know if you want good editors. Speaking of which, AnnSturzinger.com, she's great at editing. She'll rewrite your whole book for you. Matter of fact, if you just write one sentence, she'll, in editing it, create a whole new book. You won't even have to write the book. It'll be all 100% grammatically correct because we all know it's very important you follow the rules and that there's no importance in the message of the book. That doesn't matter. You must follow the rules because that's all that matters in English literature. Anyway, so uh, that's uh, that'll be coming out ah, a week. My my ace in the hole, the one I really rely on. She is a redhead. Uh, that's the one I'm relying on. She she's got an eagle eye, like she's a sniper of the English language. She will find a mistake a mile away, and uh, once once it goes through that uh, that filter, then I know there's no mistakes in it. So then I'm gonna. I'll publish that. I don't know. Maybe the weekend or something. I become a lazy bum once I finished. You know, once my part was done, I finished writing it. You know, editing it myself to my satisfaction, my level of, of satisfaction. And then I what? Then all the periphery BS, the setting up the addendum, the copyright, the introduction, the the book description, all this petty shit. You think you're done, and then Marcus Brown just finished writing his first book, which I cannot wait to read. It's one of the few I'll actually look forward to reading. Um, but then oh yeah, no, you're not you're not out of the woods yet. You know, you you did most of it. It's like you built this car, now you got to paint it. And like, ah, shit, it'll work, but I'm gonna, hey, what's this book about? Hey, how about you just give me your fucking money and buy the goddamn book and make your life better? Maybe that should be my, my description. Just buy this fucking book and make your life better. <laughs> Morons, fools! Don't you dare question me about the merit and value of buying this book. Buy it now, you goddamn sheep. All right, so, uh... That'll be coming out next week, I estimate. And I'm telling you now, don't, don't I don't want you buying it when I say you didn't warn me. It is about putting your fellow man first in your life and therefore not needing this material consumptive crap. Okay? It's about getting rid of the shit in your life. It's about minimalism. So for those of you who read Bachelor Pad Economics, those of you who are already practicing minimalism, those of you who are getting by on 20, 25 grand a year comfortably, you probably don't need this book. But if you don't have enough money saved up for retirement, or you don't have any money saved up for retirement, or you're wondering about retirement, then get this book. Even if you happen to agree with me, there's agree, but then there is putting in practice and place the actual philosophy of putting your fellow man first in life, putting humans first in your life. So I, I know we can all agree E equals MC squared, but until you're building a nuclear plant, uh, that, that you know maybe maybe you ought to like go and buy this book, read a little bit about uh, nuclear engineering. So this book is coming out uh, later. Then we have other people's book: Frank Survey's Uncle Nick, Burning the Midnight. What's the other one he got? Oh, he came out with one recently. Hang on, let me find that. Let me look this up. Ah, okay, yeah, he did come out with a new book. 
the bro next door. Ah, <laughs> oh, dude, check this out. Fucking Frank, dude. Whoever you got doing your your covers is awesome. All right, what's this one about? The bro next door, an erotic life. Kindle edition, only Kindle. Chad Swagger is your typical American male who enjoys wearing a polo shirt to the office even more so than getting drunk on weekends with the guys. In his high school yearbook, he stated that his ambitions in life were to work for a large beer company and to become a skilled lover between the sheets. Half as charming as he thinks he is and twice as desperate. Hey, is this about Virgin Taos? Huh? Is this about the, the pickup artists that don't have an actual picture of themselves on the internet? Worse are the ones that actually do have a picture of themselves. We have the 10 ways to get your dick wet. Take my seminars. Chad's erotic sexual exploits tend to be awkward in the wake of his supreme thirst for love, desire, and admiration. Darkly funny and utterly offensive, the bro next door is a twisted character study that exposes a rare side of the characteristic American bro. Dude, Frank, if you're listening, you gotta turn this into audiobooks. I, I, for me... Fuck whether it actually makes you money. I don't care about it. Just turn it in because I, I, w- I would like to read this. I got too much shit going on. I, I wish I was like this basement-dwelling nerd like I used to be back in, in high school and middle school. But the gym is a calling and adulthood is a calling. But man, this just sounds hilarious. Oh, this would get so, many, so much hate from the Virgin Tau and, fo- and fake pickup community. Oh, here's Frank's page. Let's take a look at Frank. Oh, he, dude, Frank, you do not look anything like I thought you would. I was expecting you to be this short, kind of portly fellow. Wait, you got another book, Corporate Land, Surviving Cubicle Warfare. Holy shit, Frank, what are you going to tell me about that? Here, Here's a better idea. Okay, don't, since he's going to hold out on us, just go to Amazon.com and search Frank Servi, C-E-R-V-I. <clears throat> he's a tall, skinny fella. He looks tall. I don't know. Maybe it's just the background makes him look tall. He could be short for all. He just looks very tall. Frank Servi, Corporate Land, Surviving Cubicle Warfare. When did this come out, Frank? Well, it came out what? Two months ago. Well, thanks a lot. Fine. Yeah, what is this? How many pages? 167 pages. Oh, man. that That's... <laughs> you go get him, Frank. You go get him. All right, so Frank Servi, Uncle Nick, <clears throat> and then, um, oh, I just forgot the name of it, The Bro. Just look up Frank Servi. That, that is a pretty good one. Montrose County, another good book. Uh, it's about, uh, it's it's the, not Mission Impossible, the Matt Damon one. Uh, oh, I can't remember their names, the article, or the authors. Vince Flynn. It's kind of a Vince Flynn-y book. Where there's a uh, Viet, uh, not Vietnam vet, an Iraqi vet. She comes back from Iraq, little PTSD, and she goes out to Montrose County, Colorado, out in the middle of nowhere, so she could be the sheriff and take it easy. But unbeknownst to her, over in Iraq, these Canadian uh, NATO snipers, they discover a plot to assassinate the president, and the president is going to have a publicity thing over in Montrose County, and she does not know. What's coming her way? And meanwhile, the Canadian snipers have to hike their way back, battle their way back because their radio's busted. And so it's a really good thriller. Well, not who done it. We know the bad guy's done it, but it's it it's uh, it is uh, interesting. It's a good thriller, uh, war 
Michael Bourne, Jason Bourne type of book. That's Montrose County, available paperback and Kindle. Of course, not audio. No one's getting audio. Steve's Jerky. Go to Facebook.com slash Steve's Kitchen to get Steve's Jerky. You say, well, why did he do that? Why didn't he just have Steve's Jerky? I don't know. I don't know. I only control my domain of entrepreneurship within my domain. <clears throat> but if you uh, like beef jerky, go to Steve's. I'm sorry, Facebook.com slash Steve's Kitchen. Take a look at the pictures he's got up on his website. Order through Facebook. And I think it's, what is it, 150 for a gallon of beef jerky. So this is obviously more for you preppers. So go to Facebook.com slash Steve's Kitchen if you want to get Steve's jerky. Ed Lattimore is not caring what other people think is a superpower. That is available on paperback, Kindle, and audiobook. You might want to listen to Ed because Ed is a superior person to you. He is a professional heavyweight boxer. He is an officer in the military. He is studied physics. I think he has his degree. Is it physics or engineer? There was some, see, he's got his degree in science. He's just a better person than you. So you might want to listen to what he says. So get his book, Not Caring What Other People Think is a Superpower. It's available on Amazon.com. Run Guts, Pull Cones, and Pushing Rubber Downhill. Two books by our Australian friend, Adam Piggott. He also has the website, Pushing Rubber Downhill. And if you go to the site, Pushing Rubber Downhill, you can go ahead and read his posts, listen to his podcast, all the other good stuff there. Uh, That's our good friend, Adam Piggott. D.B. Cooper book. And Nix's Guide to the Multiverse. What is it? I keep saying the D.B. Cooper book. Let's look it up. Marty Andrade. The Educator. Well, what, what the heck? Marty Andrade. Marty, where is it? I see your name, but I don't see a... Marty Andrade Cooper. Let's look that up. Where is this? Where the hell did it go? All right, Marty Andrade has a book on D.B. Cooper, uh, but he also has a book. You know what? Maybe I'll do it that way. Nixon's Guide to the Multiverse. Nixon's Guide to the Multiverse. All right, that one is hilarious. Now, his other books come up. No, my books come up. How tragic is that? All right, well, listen. Get Marty's book, Nixon's Guide to the Multiverse, and i got to find his other book about D.B. Cooper. Uh, for those of you who are D.B. Cooperites and are interested in that uh, caper. Then we have The Glimbervale Chronicles by Michael Kingswood. He just came out with a... No- oh, I got it here. Hang on. <clears throat> Um, the Falconer's Stairs. This is the latest one. Man, you guys bang out the stuff. This is 317 pages. I guess if you can really write. I mean, you guys write. You can enjoy it. You're good at it. Me, it's painful. People say, oh, you... You don't read books, but you write them. How ironic is that? I I don't like much of either of them. If it was up to me, I'd listen to audiobooks while getting a blowjob. That's that's how I want to take in my my uh, my books. That's how I'd like to read literary works. But since you know, not that's not always available. Usually, I listen and run and work out and take in audiobooks. But none of you guys put them in audiobooks. Anyway, uh, the Falconer's Stairs, written by Michael Kingswood. Uh, it's part of the Glimmervale Chronicles. If you are a, a a young adult, or you just happen to like fantasy fiction with a kind of a western feel to it 
Uh, take a look at the Glimmervale Chronicles, available on Amazon paperback and Kindle. I think it's Kindle as well. Uh, and then another book, The Catholic Economic Subsidiarity. Uh, it is a book on meshing free market principles, freedom, that's what we call it, I don't the guise of economics, it's, a, it's a, the application of freedom in economics is capitalism, but, you know, you socialists and independent-minded thinkers have been brainwashed and told not to think that way. Uh, but this guy, he, he defends Catholicism and Christianity in general against what is nothing more than a leftist invasion of socialism and feminism. Oh, Aaron, you're just this conspiratorial guy. No, no, go to church. Go listen to the, oh, you got to give more money. I mean, this even happened way back in the 90s. This is how long ago this is happening. I went to some church downtown Minneapolis, and the dude was a hippie. No, no offense, but he looks like Stexon Hammer 666. <laughs> this hippie dude with long hair. And all it was was yelling about how we got to give money to the poor, and eh, maybe Jesus was mentioned, maybe Christianity was mentioned in there somewhere. It was just this leftist fuck, this hypocrite, this genuine Pharisee, uh, up there lecturing about politics. And I said, fuck it, I'm never coming here again. And so, uh, and, and that, that was in the 90s. I was 93. And so now you see women pastors, you see uh, a, a gay flags in front of churches. And all. And fine, you can do whatever you want. I'm, I'm all for female pastors, all for gay pastors, all for gay marriage. But don't tell me you're Christian. Don't tell me you're a church, you're a legitimate, viable uh, uh, Protestant or Catholic Catholic church when the rules explicitly said that's a no-no. Because then what's next? Ah, we can baptize the animals. True thing. There's a, there's a church in Minneapolis that allows you to baptize your pets. And then all of a sudden you got the money exchange and it's just no, okay, fine, no rules, no rules. And then all of a sudden there's, there's really no religion. Then you have what is called a club. You have just a little club, and because of the religious underpinnings, maybe more of a cult. But don't say you have a religion. Uh, but anyway, if you'd like to read a book that fights left the leftist infection, infestation of the church, I'd recommend getting The Catholic Economic Subsidiarity. You can find that on Amazon.com. Married Man's Guide to Health, Wealth, and a Sexy Marriage by Alex Peck. If you're interested in becoming a podcaster, even better than me, well, aim to be better than me. Go read Carrie Lutz's book, Viral Podcasting. And if you're also looking to purchase some whiskey, go to tapwhiskey.com. Tap whiskey without the E spelled, I don't know, is that the American spelling? W-H-I-S-K-Y, tapwhiskey.com. That's Rolo Tomasi's site. So if you want to keep it within the sphere, you want to buy some whiskey, go to tapwhiskey.com and purchase some of Rolo Tomasi's whiskey. Now listen, man, I like the news. You guys like the news? In the world of roundhouse kicking chick cop shows, Pitch canceled after one season. Uh, it's the end game for Pitch. Fox has canceled the baseball drama after one season. EW, what? why would the drama... <clears throat> Are your lives not full enough with drama that you have to have your, your, your feelings and emotions tortured? Never liked drama. Always sense something wrong with drama. And I, I, I sensed it early on enough what was the straw that broke the camel's back, and I know I'm going to alienate a lot of listeners here, uh, was Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks, that was, that was unnecessary stress. Once I figured out, now if you, if you haven't figured out the formula for Twin Peaks, it was we're going to have a bunch of people, right? 
The writers themselves didn't even know where this where this thing was going. Oh, we're gonna find Laura Palmer. Oh, I like pie. <laughs> Cooper's great. That was the only thing I was great about was Coop. But then the whole formula was we're going to have every possible permutation of everybody having a relationship with everybody else. It'll be seedy and dark and we'll weave it under and oh my gosh, it'll be, oh my God, did you know that the guy in jail was banging the Asian chick? And when I saw that, I'm like, fuck you, you lying sacks of shit. You assholes, you have no underlying story here. None. That's all this is. Spooky weird. Who killed Laura Palmer? Done. Done. So I never understood drama. I knew I I knew I hated fame. I knew I hated that back in the day. I knew I hated Dallas. I definitely hated soap. Oh, that's all drama shows are is soap operas. That's all it is. If God almighty, if that the devil wasn't in soap operas, holy cow. I even knew at three years old with my, my old babysitter watching that. Oh, it's, no, no, I don't like this. The way the camera filmed, the way I was like, what is this? What's going on? The sun is outside. Let's go play. So I never really trusted dramas. The series, which followed a young female pitcher, who def- uh, they failed to mention she's black. Because as if having a female pitcher wasn't enough. You can have female kickers in football, by, by the way. I have seen women, some, some women back in my high school. Two gals were the kickers in high school. And they were good. So I'm like, okay, you didn't. No, ladies, no. There's a reason you pitch underarm, right? Ain't none of you know Nolan Ryan. Ah, but we got to tell the lies to the ladies and then add drama and bullshit and be a roundhouse kicking chick cop show. So just just to throw it in there, if you were wondering if there's any political aim with this slop uh, who defied the odds when she became the first woman to play in the major league, struggled to find an audience in the fall, averaging 4.7 million total viewers and 1.4 million in the 18 to 49 demographic. Isn't this just kind of like uh, When We Rise? Huh? How'd that work for you? How did feminist Ghostbusters work for you? Do you fucking retards over in Hollywood get the fucking point? It's like they wondered why how Air America, the leftist news show, news radio, why that didn't work. It's because we got it shoved down our throats with NPR, CNN. It's already been served. There's already enough leftist slop being served in news. They don't need any more. And it's the same thing here. Really? You're going to tell us about social justice, warrior, diversity, feminism, rah-rah? Like kids and people don't get that fucking shit 24-7 in school, news, other movies. Like we don't get that enough? I, I, I hope it's a bubble like the dot-coms in the 1990s. We put a dot-com on it. It's an eco. We put an E. We put an E and I in front of our company. See, it's integrity. It's insurance. See how fucking clever we were? Give us a $40 billion market cap. I'm sorry to tell you that Pitch will not be getting a second season. Executive producer Kevin Falls confirmed on Twitter. Co-creator Dan O'Fogan. Let's You know what? Let's look up Dan Falls. Executive producer. Co-creator Daniel Fogelman. I want to look this guy up. Dan Fogelman. Because I want to know if he's just like... Uh, a guy who produces stuff like is he is he a writer okay here he is dan fogelman wikipedia or has he got some political background 
American television producer and screenwriter whose screenplays include Tangled as well as Crazy Stupid Love and the Pixar film Cars. Well, what the hell, dude? You have some talent? Sitcom The Neighbor, Gallivant, Biography. Grew up in an endearingly dysfunctional Jewish family. Oh, zany! Tended press, The Guilt Trip, starring Barbara Streisand and Seth Rogen. I like the premise of that movie. I like neither of the actors. But, you know, you gotta, you gotta play the Jew card there, and coming from a quarter Jew... Look at this guy has a decent track record, and there's no there's no politics at least on his Wikipedia page. Dan Fogelman, twenty four thousand followers. Uh, okay, so he follows Barack Obama. All right, standard leftist. Welcome the new baby of Coinus story. Uh, Dan Fogelman. obviously crush. Blah blah blah. I just want to see if he's got like a political stripe. Just because you follow Obama doesn't necessarily mean politics forces everything in it. Uh, He's not really that active on Twitter. All right, so he doesn't have an agenda. That's, that's, That's scary. That if you think you're just a normie, let's say you're not some ideologue, and you still think, well, oh, everyone's going the social justice warrior. I watch the Super Bowl commercials. Hey, let's get a black female. Oh, like, really? Because that's a sign of you having no talent, creativity, or, or, or uh, innovation. No originality. Just everyone else is doing it. Hey, let's put a Volo in front of our name in 1998 and put a dot .com at the end of it. There, there, hey, there's our fucking NBA business strategy, strategy from the Wharton School of Business. All right, let's see the other guy. Who's that? Dan Fogelman? Kevin Falls. Let's see if Kevin Falls was the guy. It just, I, I don't believe that this minority female pitcher, that, that, just, that just came out of nowhere. All right, Kevin Falls, American. Okay. He was creator of the showrunner of the NBC Journeyman, worked as a producer for the writer Shark. He was a co-executive producer of both the West Wing and Sportsnet. Okay, so he, he's got a leftist bend, but the, so does everybody. It's, it's not the... So you made the West Wing. That doesn't mean you're a social justice warrior out there. I don't know. Some people may know these people. Inks 20th deal. All right. That's, that's even worse that there's no obvious political bias or some kind of crusaderistic intent on their part. Because that just means now it got mainstream. Like, hey, everybody, let's add vagina and and pigment. And then I'll just make everything better. You know, like uh, ice cream? You add a little bit of chocolate syrup. It's like everything, but you add diversity. Diversity are the sprinkles in chocolate syrup of the world. Yeah, but sometimes you don't add chocolate syrup to things like scotch. You know, sometimes scotch is just fine not having diversity. Sometimes there's shit that you just leave on its own. You know, a, a steak. You don't add sprinkles and maraschino cherries to steak. Sometimes you just leave it the fuck alone. Just as you don't put steak on a chocolate sundae. You know, there's there's diversity if you keep it separate. You can enjoy different things, but when you try to mesh it together, she's a female pitcher. 
who happens to be black. Can she outdo Nolan Ryan? It's like, what the fuck are you doing mixing these two worlds that do not ever belong together? He's a loudmouth podcaster. She's a raving, hairy, armpitted feminist. But they get married anyway. Would not happen. Hey, but you guys over in fucking Hollyweird. Thank you to our amazing fans. Your fans are not amazing. Your fans are very quite ordinary conformists. They're the epitome of sheep if they're watching this slop. And thank you for our incredible cast and crew. Loved every minute. No way around it. We took a bad hop grounder to the face today. Ah! Did you get the pun? Because <laughs> it's baseball! Holy shit! All that said, this team put some original and high quality on TV and should be very proud of it. I certainly am of them. Despite rough ratings, Fox chairman and CEO Gary Newman sounded somewhat hopeful about the future, the show's future at the Television Critics Association press tour in January. What the hell is that? Is that like the the casino tour circuit for has-been people? Has-been bands? We would have loved to see a bigger audience, Newman said. There was a lot of delayed viewing. We had a loyal core. Yeah, all six people. I don't think the performance level enabled us to make an early decision about it. But as if we get to May, we certainly going to consider it. Pitch was initially slated to launch in the spring of 2017, but when ABC moved Scandal to a mid-season premiere to accommodate... Who is watching television anymore? Really? Who watches TV? You guys watch ABC? I don't even know what channel... I haven't, I haven't changed the channel in years. I've changed input... HDMI Cable 1, HDMI Cable 2, PC. Who the hell? Go- oh, Channel 5. Hey, did you watch news on Channel 5? Family Ties is on. Oh, that Alex P. Keaton. What did Foxy da-da-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba. We like the idea. All right. Yeah, you know what? You start playing audio I've never asked for. Screw you. All right. So that's it. Oh. Now, not necessarily unrelated... Kind of a sad story here. A uh, man fatally shot in RV in Vadness Heights had disarmed deputy. Vadness Heights is a little bit <clears throat> salsa of the old captain. We call it badass heights. And here's this young man picture of him there when he was younger. Family members Wednesday identified the man fatally shot in a confrontation with sheriff deputies inside a park camper in Vadness Heights. Uh, Darren Yankee, 47, died Sunday night inside a recreational vehicle that was parked on the 3200 block of Phantom Road said his former wife and two siblings. His, identify, his identity was confirmed by the State Bureau of Criminal Apprehension as well. Four Ramsey County deputies were placed on paid administrative leave as the BCA investigates. They are Lisa Daly, 25-year veteran, Doug Hader, 11 years, Sarah Naglaski, 4 months, and Andre Ronchitz, 12 years. There was some sort of confrontation and he got shot somehow. See now, notice how it's already ambiguous. And that's the reason I'm reading. I'm not even reading this for this poor guy getting shot or the sad history he has in the past, which we're going to go here. We're going to review here in a little bit. Let's see if you can spy with my little eye that I already spied. Why they're being ambiguous as to what went down? Uh, Jenny Vance said her brother was a good person. Our hearts are broken. Carol Reykjavik was married to Darren Yankee, who grew up in Ellsworth, Wisconsin, moved to the Twin Cities when he was about 20, and worked at the St. Paul Ford plant for about six years. Reykjavik 
said their marriage dissolved after Yankees suffered a serious head injury several years ago while helping a neighbor in Matamidi with an outdoor deck. He was never the same again, she said, adding that her ex-husband turned to illicit drugs. Before he hurt his head, he was a wonderful human being. See, that, right, that's sad. That is so sad right there. That's why you get, I got a living will. Got a living will. I ain't, it ain't gonna happen to me. No siree. Mm-mm. Pull those plugs. No resuscitation. No tubes. Old captain is going out. You're gonna fly me out to Amsterdam and pump me full of drugs and kill my vegetable ass. That is what you're gonna do. For the folks. According to the BCA's, here we go. Get now, pay attention, detectives and sleuthers. According to the BCA's preliminary investigation, deputies Ronschitz and Naglaski on routine patrol approached the car on Phantom Road. A woman inside them told them told them that a male identified by the medical examiner as Yankee <coughs> was inside the RV. As the deputies approached the RV, deputies Hader and Daly arrived. The deputies saw Yankee sitting in the driver compartment of the vehicle. After attempting to speak with Yankee, the four deputies entered the RV. A struggle ensued, in sh- during which two deputies deployed their tasers, but the tasers were ineffective. At that point in the struggle, Yankee disarmed one of the deputies. Deputy Rongitsch, I can't pronounce his name, Rongitscht, then fired his weapon, striking Yankee, the BCA said in a statement. The four deputies immediately rendered first aid and requested an ambulance. Mr. Yankee was taken by ambulance to Regents Hospital in St. Paul, where he later died. No deputies were injured. Now, why the ambiguity? That'll give you a couple seconds. I'm going to go get myself a soda. You guys figure it out. <coughs> Conveniently, the bridge is right here. Shit, there's no... Where the hell? Oh, there is no food. Alright, back. All right, why is the article all ambiguous? If you have said, hey, I bet you, Captain, uh, the the cop that got the gun taken away wasn't one of the guys. I'm betting it was one of the girls. And we can't, we can't look. I have worked in police departments before. I worked security, and I have known many a good female cop, right? Uh, but I'm betting nuts to bolts. When it, when it comes, it's the same thing with the firefighters. Military, uh, do I want you on the front lines? Maybe you make a great sniper. I don't know if I want you. You know, can you carry my two hundred pound ass with gear out of out of a bell? I'm sorry, ladies. I'm sorry, and I can damn well tell you the reason why they're being ambiguous is because they don't want to say it was Officer. What was it? There were two gals there. <clears throat> it was Officer uh, Daly or Officer Nagloski. That's why I guarantee you. That's why it's being ambiguous, because. The gal got her gun taken away, put everybody's life in danger, and now this guy's dead. Which, maybe it would have gone down the exact same way. They would have had to shoot him and all that. Uh, take, you don't know. We can't, we can't go back and replay. But this is why I'm talking about. This is why, hey, roundhouse kicking chicken. Girls can be cops. Girls can be, they, didn't you see the roundhouse kicking chick cop show? Well, well she's a secret agent. And all that 110-pound girl has to do is a roundhouse kick to that big Russian mafioso dealer's face with the gun, who has very bad aim as well, we might add, especially with a fully automatic weapon. She just roundhouse kicks him. Arini had a great video where he took all this video 
of women going up against men, civilians and cops, and they just can't, they're just getting their asses handed to them. And of course, you can say selection bias, but ladies, we're not doing this to destroy your dreams. We're not doing it so that you, so that you, you know, we, just because we're massages, we're doing it for your own goddamn safety, not to mention the safety of others. But you know what? Fuck public safety. Fuck the safety of your own fellow officers. Diversity and affirmative action and lowering the bar and feelings. That's ultimately what it boils down to. People's feelings matter more than safety, production, excellence, shit, entertainment. Pitch. How many How many people could you sent to, to college with the money spent on pitch? How many? Uh, what, what, could, what else could that have money done? No, we gotta, we gotta shove this diversity. We gotta shove affirmative action so far up people's asses they can stick their tongue out, look down, and see it. I know we could go ahead and go online and look up the police report. Probably not. It may still be, but the the media is complete, completely complicit in this. They're not gonna. Oh well, the girl got her gun taken. Oh, did she now? Did she really? Very interesting. Very interesting. That's all right. A guy's dead and four deputies were at risk. But it's okay because diversity, feminism, we don't want to hurt the feels. Everybody can be anything they want. I'm going to go play in the NBA. My five foot eight ass. I'm going to go play in the NBA and I'm going to be point guard. I'm going to I'm going to spike the orange sphere out of Le- LeBron James's hand as he about to slam the ball into the red ring. I'm going to do that because don't fucking tell me I can't because that would be racist and fe- discriminatory massages. Oh wait, I'm a white male so you guys can tell me I can't do certain things. I have to abide by reality. Everybody else can live in la-la. And well, the truth is, everybody has to live in reality. The worst that you can do is lie to people, tell them about la-la land. Like, you know, follow your heart and the money will follow. Major in what your passion is. That's eh, never hurt nobody. You can have everything, huh, ladies? How's that one working out? You can have everything and it'll all be shitty. And, and, and again, that applies to men. You can have a career... You can have a, a family. What is it? Here's your three options. Choose two. You can have a career, a wife, or children. Choose two. I think that was it. Is that what it is? You can have a career. What is it for women? You can have a husband, children, or a career. Choose two. I think that's what it was. All right. And usually it's in the context when we're telling you know women, ladies, you can't have it all. You just can't. There's only 24 hours in a day, and when you have kids, that's a huge responsibility. If you have a husband, that's a responsibility. If you have a career, that's a responsibility. There's not enough time in the day to do all three. But the, the rule applies to men because I know this shocks women sometimes. Men have the exact same 24 hours. We just don't go out and try to be everything to everyone and then fail in all regards. Like, I'm going to do the job, and I'm going to raise the kids, and the wife will go work, a la Stefan Molyneux. I'm going to have the wife... I'm going to work the job, but the girl's going to raise the kid, a la Ward Cleaver. And things worked out rather well. Oh, no. My favorite is when people, 
predominantly women, but not. I'm sure there's got to be a guy out there somewhere. I don't have, I don't see any articles about it. Where the woman is a career woman, she gets artificially inseminated, and then ships the kid off to daycare. It's like what the fuck? Like what the fuck? Can you be any more selfish and evil? Fuck the kid. I want the kid. That's why I want the kid. It's for me. I don't care if there's a father around or not. It's not like they're on welfare. It's not like I need the kid to have welfare. That's not it. It's it's a thing. It's an object. It's I call them the SUV children. I want a thing because the SUV is a thing and I want the SUV. Fuck it that this is a, a human being that needs it or nah, nah. So there's no fallout lying to everybody for political reasons. The only reason we're, we're, I'm, I'm being so hard on women is in the context of this article or minorities in the context of pitch is because the, the, what's driving it here, and I, I wish you leftists would get this. I wish you people who believe that you can do anything and believe these lives would understand this. The people telling you this, the, the reason for it are leftist politicians so they can get your vote. They are ruining your life or putting it at risk so that you can get that they get your vote and they can continue avoiding working a real job in the real world. That's really what this all boils down to. You're oppressed because choose your villain of the day: normies, Christians, cisgendered white males, whites, Hispanic. No, they they can't be enemies. Um, males, just choose your poison. Go ahead, choose it. All right. But then they tell you, ah, it's because of this group of people, this boogeyman, this excuse, this scapegoat, that you are not successful in these, but you go out and fight anyway, go do it, you can do it, don't listen to the normies or the straights or the, if they fall into these five categories, they're oppressing you even unconsciously, and you go and you live your life even though it's against all the mathematical, physical realities of the world. Because we don't want you ever being told no, ever being uncomfortable, ever being let down, or ever being allowed to fail. We don't want you to have, because then you won't vote for us. Then you don't have your perfect little world. So you go out and do what you want, follow your heart and mind, and don't let anyone tell you anywise there, even if it's reality killing you. Even if it's reality, ruining your fucking life because you got $200,000 in student loans for a worthless fucking degree. Then you married some guy because you thought it was time to have kids according to his schedule, not because you loved him. Then you found out he was a douchebag or he cheated on you or whatever. Then you had kids with the guy that you couldn't afford. He shipped off to daycare and then you get divorced and then you have a completely broken family. But that's okay because the nuclear family is obsolete and is ist on so many levels and is outdated. And then by the time you're 60, you are a miserable individual who no one wants to visit, has no family, no children want to hang out with. And if anything, the only reason your children want to come hang around is to get money. Because you so piss poorly raised them and fed them the exact same slop you were fed by the baby boomers about follow your heart and the money will follow and you can have it all. Oh, by the way, I forgot. Did you lease the Range Rover? Hopefully you at least leased the Range Rover because you deserve it, girl. And then heaven forbid, as evidenced by David Serini's video, heaven forbid you girls actually go in and try and attack a man. Of which he took excerpts of women getting in fights with men. 
Um, and I think three or four of them, it was women attacking men, and the guy just, boop, and down like a sack of potatoes. And I even remember one of the videos, the, it, it came out, and the gal suffered brain damage. They had to rush her off to the hospital. They are trying to find the guy he ran, and it was in complete self-defense. Up until the, of that excerpt you saw the video, it was complete self-defense. He was backing up. She came in there flailing, and then just... Wham! And then she didn't come in flailing no more. Now, it makes me wonder, you know, you you guys all think I hate women. Here's my question. Would she not be not brain damaged, not in the hospital, if she did not watch all this rah-rah, roundhouse-kicking, chick-cop show pitch bullshit and say, hey, you know, that guy has 40% more muscle mass than I do, inch for inch. And... <clears throat> That guy has probably gotten in fights and and uh, has probably built up some resistance and some muscles and scar tissue within his muscular muscular skeletal system. And maybe I shouldn't come in there fighting that guy like I saw on uh, Madam Secretary or whatever fucking bullshit show was on the latest TV show stations that no one's watching anymore because we switched to the HDMI cables. I wonder if, if she would have not had that bad experience happen to you, to her. Because here's the question that you lefties and you rah-rah, women can do everything, let's force people where they're not genetically programmed to really be in life. Here's a question you got to ask. Do you side with the rah-rah feminist bullshit? You know, women can do anything? Because if you do, then you are condoning, you are affirming, you are accepting of and don't say you don't, you are, of this girl getting hurt, brain damaged, injured, and all that other stuff. Not to mention all the other <clears throat> women just physically hurt. Unfortunately, I think this girl got brain damage. Others, they just got knocked out. Like the football player just, I know it's not funny, but it's so is because I don't care anymore. Where he just, boop, and she collapses and drags her off like a caveman in the elevator. I think she's all right, but they, they don't always end up like that. So you either choose, like, yeah, we're going to live in non-reality and the consequences are more women getting hurt or we're going to accept that there are some differences and strengths of women and different people, pros and cons to everybody, that's true diversity, that we should play to. We should play to their strengths, but we should sure as fuck not put them in there for the weaknesses and then expect reality to bend. You know, so I... I am of the one, I know I'm crazy, I'm of the one who believes in reality. Because I got news for you, I don't care what Barack Obama or Nancy Pelosi or Hillary Clinton tell you, no matter how sweet tasting those lies are, reality gives zero fucks what you think. Reality will kick your ass. I'm a five foot eight guy. You damn right I go out every time with a gun. You damn right. I cannot take on a six foot two guy. And here's a shocker for you. Most of these larger fellows are fucking pussies. That's why they pick on smaller fellows. Have you ever noticed how bullies always picked on smaller people? They outnumber you. I don't know if you noticed it. I noticed it growing up as a nerdy little scrawny kid. I have every right to carry a gun because my survival depends on it sometimes. I go to the gym. I work out. I eat right. I take jujitsu. I do what I can. But I have no delusions about some six-foot-two drunk dude bro while I'm working security, and I go like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take him. 
And I was like, yeah, thank God for the mace and the taser, and thank God there's a pistol here backing me up. But, oh, I... I but, you know, if you want to live in delusion, you want to live in non-reality, you want to live in politically correct world, hey, hey, this is the result. Not always. Not always. So you can keep up the facade. Most people, most cops don't draw their gun. You know, that's, that's, you know, and there are good female cops. I'm not saying there isn't. But there's going to be a lot more of this stuff happening. There's going to be a, look, your best outcome, your best outcome from this is a show merely gets canceled. That's the best outcome. That's the least of people's concerns. Death, injury, dismemberment, that, that is, that's the worst outcome. Actually, the worst outcome, now I think about it, that's nothing compared to actual worst outcome, and that is where women vote for an increasingly larger state, a disproportionate women increase. It's fine. Again, I'll say it again, how we've battled. what The history of Western civilization has basically been a battle to get the government out of people's lives, to eliminate tyranny, to have true democracy and freedom, and you girls just go and vote for a bigger state and socialism all the time. And then you don't care about the math or the financial deficits or any kind of... You don't care about how the Titanic's actually designed and worked in the bowels of the boiler room and the engine room. You just want to sit there on the deck sipping your fucking lattes. So you don't care about what happens down below. But when it does happen down below, even if it is your hand and you're at the helm, I mean, oh, yeah. that's the worst. So when an entire economy collapses, an entire civilization collapses because the state got too big and the welfare class outgrew the productive class's ability to produce... And then you have a collapse of Rome. That's probably the worst. Because then you get, like, electricity and running water not working. And then people die of dysentery and disease and starvation. Hey, but you know what? You got your fucking feels, and you now have to look at the fucking budget. And you got to live in la-la land like Nancy Pelosi or all these other spoiled little brats who had other people's money. You got to live in la-la land and think that's how the real world worked. You know? Hey, at least, at least we were allowed to masturbate intellectually to the fact there might be a black female girl who could fire a 100-mile-per-hour fastball. At least that gal got to believe she might have been able to go one round with Mike Tyson until he just went, boop, and then she's in the hospital with brain damage. I so I don't want to end, I don't want to get in the way of your dreams, ladies. Terribly sorry. I am just a misogynist asshole looking out for you and the betterment of society. You're right. I'm just it's so sad. That's that's the proposition the left presents anyone with logic and common sense. You either um have to be against society and excellence and achievement and safety, or you are a misogynist. You get to choose. You either Advance reality, you either accept reality and, and then you're called a, a bigot or whatever names the left have come out with. Or you support them, which only accelerates the demise of society and hurts everyone. That's why I have zero fucks to give. It's why I wrote the book Enjoy the Decline. I don't care anymore. And it's sadly, I've taken this very weird psychopathic, sociopathic, where is it where you just don't give a shit about people? Misanthropic? I've taken this sidelined because I'm going to die in about 30, 35 years. I've taken the sidelined, just watch it happen. It's, it, again, 
terrorist attacks in Europe. They're not news. Don't show me the news. I laugh and I'm like, hey, what leftist in a major metro socialist shithole of Europe died now? Because diversities. Uh, let's watch that. Hey, there, look at that. That's funny because what are we supposed to do about it? Get involved? Give a shit? Give a care? No, because if I care one way or the other, society hates me. Or I'm advancing and, and supporting the demise of society. So I just sit there, take a drag off the cigar. You use a truck this time? Oh, we got to ban trucks. <laughs> Let's ban trucks. Trucks are our enemy. Yes, ban, ban planes, ban trucks. The truck just went off the road and ran over all those poor Germans and French. Uh, you know, if we didn't have trucks, if we just fought global warming, you know, you can't take over a train that easy. All right, let's do some more sponsors. I'll get the hell out of here. I can go change the tires. If you got questions, I got answers at assholeconsulting.com. If you like to advertise on the podcast, it's $100 a month. Chad Elkins, you looking for a CPA, go to elkinscpa.com. If you're looking for other podcasters, go to the League of Extraordinary Podcasters, 405media.com. Obsidian Radio, he's over on YouTube. Financial Survival Network, that's Kerry Lutz. Kanto Talk, Silvio Kanto, you can find him on Blog Talk Radio. BlowMeUpTom.com, that's St. Lycus' show. Cynical Libertarian Society, I'm warning you there. He goes over the line for me a little bit, but it is pure rage and hate. If you think I hate and I have rage, wait till you hear this guy. V Speaks, you can find him on YouTube. He's uh, Eastern European and Ireland basically Eastern European and Western Europe, saying, what the fuck, people? Mitch Berg on 1280 AM, The Patriot. And then um, uh, O'Shea Jackson. Go to O'Shea's Vlogcast. You can find that on YouTube. Uh, Tune in there to those guys. Academic Composition, if you are looking for people to write your resume for 100 bucks, they'll do that. They'll also do your homework for college. They'll write your papers in college because why the fuck should you? You're not taking any, especially the prereqs. What the fuck? They have nothing to do with your degree. They're only there to employ worthless, worthless, talentless academic hacks who couldn't find jobs in the real world. Um, They're screwing you over. You should screw them over right back. Go to academiccomposition.com and have them write your homework. Jim Fear at 138blogspot.com and undertowaudio.com. Two young men who do voice recording. If you have a book, hint, hint, all the fucking authors I mentioned before who don't have audiobooks, contact these individuals. I, you know what? No, I'm not. I'm just going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. I try to help. That's why asshole consulting charges because nobody listens. The, the real hard thing is when you got to charge your friends. That's the real hard thing. We're like, oh, yeah, this is the simple solution. You're like, wait, wait, no. They didn't listen to me the past 20 years. Why would they listen to me now? Sorry, Craig. That's going to cost $100 for me to answer that question. Huh? What are you doing? Because huh? I love you and care about you. That's why I'm charging you $100, because then you'll implement the fucking choices. Then you'll follow my advice, and then your life will be improved. But your life is not going to be improved until you give me $100. And sadly, that is true. Uh, What else we got? Uh, I'm on gab.ai and minds.com. Oh, that's right. I got to do asshole consulting today. God damn it. It's not enough time in the day. Minds.com is the last platform I'm using or test running as a replacement for YouTube. 
Oh, and excuse me. Um, cause it, just like dating women, there's always, a, there's always, always a deal breaker with all these different online platforms. YouTube is quickly turning out to be like, well, she hits me, but she doesn't cheat on me. She's great in the sack and she has a job. And, and, and that's, it's just like, yeah, she hits you. She's abusive, but <clears throat> you know, that, that's still better than anyone else out there. Cause VidMe won't even have you. Daily motion. Holy shit. That's like a girl who's bipolar. You just can't work with it. it it's very difficult. And I'm wondering if minds.com minds.com might be really good. VidMe is more the gal that's great in the sack, but she won't have you. That's kind of VidMe because it's a great layout. VidMe was wonderful. But then um, um, Daily Motion was like the fat chick who didn't shave her armpits, didn't care, and had all these demands. Uh, but then, what was it, Minds.com? I think in Minds.com is going to be that nerdy IT girl that isn't that hot, is a little quirky and not that easy to work with, but will do anything for you. If that makes any sense. And then it's like, well, YouTube, it's kind of like, yeah, I could take a hit from a girl. As long as I don't hit back because we saw what happens in reality. But in Diversityville, La La Leftist land, nothing bad happens. She would just roundhouse kick my ass. Because, you know, that's how all 110-pound girls defeat the Russian mob. I have my classes, the analysis, evaluation of stocks, the stocks, bonds, investing, oh my. They're offered in hundreds of different online places and community centers and stuff like that. Just search the title, The Analysis, Evaluation of Stocks and Stocks, Bonds, Investing, Oh My. If you are looking to invest in an IRA, go where the captain goes, and that is Betterment. But don't go to Betterment.com because then I don't get no money. I need my commission. Go to CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com. Click on the Betterment banner. Where is it? I don't see it. Fucking look for it. Honest to God, I've had people, I don't see the Amazon banner. It's like, it's right there. It says Amazon. Open your fucking eyes. Stop being lazy. Look for it. There's a Betterment banner there too. Here's my product. Go buy my shit. Give me your fucking money. That's basically the rules you got to follow. Go to CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com. Look for the Betterment banner. It's there. It's on the right. Just look down and then click on it and give me your money even though I just cursed at everyone. Uh, fan mail. Fan mail. Get the fuck out of here. Asshole, thanks for the video. I will tell you what my expectations... Oh, this comes from the Asian kid. He's from Asia, China. He's majoring in engineering or something. And uh, he wanted to know how to date American girls because they were not the way they were portrayed in China. I say, well, what were they portrayed like? Asshole, thanks for the video. I will tell you what my expectations were about American women. Hollywood. You've seen the typical white, smiling, cute girl with the big tits and ass in romantic movies. I thought they were going to be sweet and promiscuous at the same time. <laughs> so did I, kid. So did we all when we were... This is pre-internet. This, so did we all back in the late 80s and early 90s. We thought we, we all thought we just had bad high schools. Like, man, this place sucks. Like, this, Man, we got the bum luck of the draw at this high school. I can't wait to get to college and the women are all going to be really intelligent, big-titted whores. It's going to be easy and great. Oh, and by the way, because they've been saying they've been equal this entire time, they'll have the courage to ask us men out and they're going to pay for dates equally too. That, that's the bullshit we were fed kids, so don't worry about it. That, that's great. Um, I was always told that they are not as good as Asian women to be a wife. That is true. On general, that is true. I don't care if you don't like it. It's true. 
the major reason is because Asian girls sometimes were boring to me or lacked romanticism. Well, plus you came from China. There's like billions of them, or not billions, but what? 750 million of them? I mean, they're the most populous women on the planet. Uh, and, and plus when you grow up with them, I mean, yeah, it's, it's like, you know, growing up in Wisconsin, it's like, man, I wouldn't mind trying a, a Latin chick. That would be okay to try a Latina. Never was a black to, attracted to black chicks, though. The Latina, I was like, boy, I, I tell you, East Indian. That was for a time I went through a little East Indian girl fan. I'm like, I, yeah, yeah, let's go get curry. Let's make it extra spicy. Oh, you don't have sex. Oh. And that ended my uh, foray into East Indian women. Actually, I never even made an, a foray into an East Indian woman. <laughs> hey! Woohoo! Because apparently sex is a bad thing. Uh, boopy doopy doo. Uh, they lacked, were born in me or lacked romanticism as they've always talked about education and planning of life. Well, see, that, that, and that makes a really good quality woman long term. Because the Asian gals, they do. You girls go into STEM, you got your shit together, you're, you're nice, you're somewhat supporting. Uh, traditional, I wouldn't say docile, but, you know, you, I'll take a, a STEM major over these stupid broads getting their masters in children's literature. Uh, they always talk about that. But now I found out that women here are very liberal and irresponsible. I hope I'm wrong. No, you're you're 100% correct, especially in California. Yeah, I mean, look at the latest election. The women all voted Hillary, especially the younger gals. What, 80%, 90%? they love the state more than they love the fellow individual and human being. And only complain about everything about the Republicans. I expected girls here to be horny, romantic, or passionate for sex, but in my experience, it was very sloppy sex. I had, unlike what I thought it was going to be, I expected sex like porn movies. Well, come on, dude, really? You think sex was going to be like the porn movies? Back in my country, I dated some girls and thought their sex was boring, unlike what the internet sold. Yeah, uh, that, that, come on, you gotta, you gotta fault yourself for that one. Actually believing like it was going to be like that on the internet. Thanks for sharing wisdom. Hope you have an idea of what Asian dudes think. But don't only use my ideas to draw a conclusion about Asians thinking best. And I won't mention your name. Well, thank you very much. That is kind of curious to get the perspective of what you guys are sold overseas. I'd imagine it's kind of the same Middle East, East Indian guy. Any guys that come over here from an Asian culture, you watch those damn movies in the show. Heaven help you if you think the internet is what it's like in the real world. And then you're like, what, what the fuck? What is going on? Steve, come here. The women are not horny. No, they're very actually pain in the assy. I do not like them. Let us go back to Bangalore. Oh my god, you're so racist. No, one of my best friends is East Indian. Go fuck yourself. Uh, oh, this is for an asshole consulting thing there. Good, we're done. All right, that's it. Listen, uh, man, go check your nuts. Testicular cancer is an easily detectable cancer. And all you have to do is fidget with your nuts if your girlfriend won't fidget with them for you. Ladies, uh, men will always want to play with your boobies, but we are not trained mammogramists. We don't know how to do that, really. So you should go and get the professional. Put your boobs in the plate. Have them smushed down. Have them take a look. Make sure you don't get the breast cancer. Not that you wouldn't know breast cancer was a thing because I just saw a hockey game last night. Not by choice. It was sitting right in front of me with the TV. And the team, was it the Nashville whatevers, were in all pink I just couldn't take the game seriously. I just couldn't take it. But if you did, if you girls didn't know because you're oppressed, there's this thing called breast cancer, and women get it. 
And uh, gosh, if there was only something this patriarchal misogynist world did to raise awareness about breast cancer. <laughs> and just so you know, I equally hate Movember. I think that's the stupidest fucking thing ever. Anyway, girls, check your breasts. Men, check your nuts. That's all we got. We'll see you kids later. Toodles.